0: welcome friends to tanked up the podcast about video games and beer i am one of your hosts ben it's episode 304 and i'm here with lucy
1: i'm still here
0: and we're here with adam i am here as well and again we're joined by tom I'm still
2: here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. For those of you who are just tuning in and don't know, we used to do two-hour episodes. We split them down to one, but we record in one session. Hey, so we can get a little bit juiced up for our topic <laughs> episode. Come on, Lucy, don't don't put that face on. Um, <laughs> just getting
1: my steroids. <laughs> <Come on.
0: laughs> well, this week for this episode for 304, we're all going to be a little bit juiced up. On some putty. Uh, we've all managed to get ourselves a can. Uh, and whilst our topic for this week is gonna be maybe a little bit on, uh, event beers and things, we're gonna be leaning a little bit more into Tom's new podcast as well. Absolutely. We'll, all, we can, all, oh, look at that, that big old P. It's backwards for most people probably. Um, but yeah, there it is. Should we get these cracked? Um, obviously we're drinking putty from verdant which is an 8% dipper uh, a beer that they brew kind of like over christmas every year i think and just leave it while they kind of close down for a week also um but this one's got a Zaka galaxy and mosaic in it um someone had, was it someone picked up the Putty last week or or had another beer and again another one with the scan me um
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was, uh, I was actually
0: scanning that one. Um, it was you scanned last week, and I yes. was like, "Oh, there's It was the other season well. week it's had the scan. Yeah, <laughs> as everyone now runs their uh, QR code <laughs> apps to, to find out. Um, also on the back, just to note that it's uh, with Alex May Hughes. I get no more information than that, but I assume that's maybe artwork rather than. Someone who just turned up to brew it with them, perhaps. <laughs> maybe we'll the QR code will tell us more. My
3: QR... My phone app has died as soon as I put it on QR reading. It's like, I don't know what a camera is. So, don't, so I'll just depend on you guys.
0: Perfect. Well, maybe we won't go to their official web page no, wait. and give them the hit. Maybe we'll just talk about it instead. Um,
3: I've,
0: got, I've got a big old bubbly, frothy head on mine. Has anyone successfully pulled? Oh, Tom, perfect, perfect. Get your, oh. get your nose in, get your face in, let us know. Let us know what you think about it. Do you want me to
3: read the website?
0: Oh, go on then, while we're all sipping and sniffing. Yeah. And...
3: It's 2022 and Putty is back. The 2022 version of Putty is now available and, of course, still unchanged with the original 2017 crew. Glowing like a satsuma in a pint of double cream and hop to hell and back with galaxy mosaic and Azaka. And sweaty, but oh so fruity with it too. Beet, mangoes, apricots, freshly cut grass pervade your senses. As of, always, we've layered up the malt with an emphasis on golden promise wheat malt for a bread crust base. Sacks and sacks of flaked wheat, oats bump up the creamy density further. Originally, it was an excuse to try out galaxy hops and a few other ideas and concepts. Little did we know it would become an instant classic within the UK beer scene and for the field. We're proud of Putty and also think 2022 version does Putty proud Is also. Celebrate Putty will be hitting the taps on Friday, 21st January, in 50-plus selected venues across the land. from north to south. Cover the full list below. So, I now understand why QR codes are happening, because we went from flavor text to, oh, the art sells the can. We've lost flavor text for, like, the last year, year and a half, two years. It's been very flavor text light in beer cans, and then mm-hmm. they discovered, well, if you use a QR code to see a menu in a pub, you definitely could do it for... Seventeen paragraphs of flavor text.
0: <laughs> 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 just a full rundown of exactly what's uh, what's on the beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, you, you've I, I've seen you sipping away. What do you think?
2: I mean, I admit I can't remember the last time I drank a double IPA. So Ooh. this is really like this is really like a throwback to, <laughs> to, to oh the last way. time I had one. Yeah, <laughs> and just forget how. Obviously, that the mouth thrill and just the thickness of it, and then the sweetness, and then but still getting that alcohol hit afterwards, and then the, the tropical flavors coming out of this as well. It's like, you know, this might be a dipper comeback for me. I might have to uh, start finding some <laughs> some more and get back into it.
3: I, oh, yes, don't blame you. They'll, they'll get you a I, dipper back into it.
1: I see why they haven't changed the re- recipe for five years because if it ain't broke, yeah, it it's, ain't me. It's, <laughs> it's uh, so good, just like that deep, like maltiness and sweetness that's it's in it. It's incredibly smooth as well. Um, yeah, just just goes. It's slightly, I'd say. it's I'd still say it's just me- still medium body at this point, but it just yeah, it just goes down so easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you get that nice like flow through it. Um, being able to pick out some of those um more fruity flavors, but having that malty kind of base to it absolutely, it, it yeah. really shows in that. It's not just like here is block of flavor. It goes. It is like no. Here, here is what we are doing with this. We're going to showcase these these different kinds of flavors. A little bit of kind of orange, a nice little touch of maybe kind of something a bit more melony in there as well. Yeah, it's kind of, the, the nose and the flavor d- do kind of represent each other quite well, um, uh, uh, as well. Mm. A little bit lighter mm. on the nose, but you're getting a lot of that fruit in there. Yeah, I, I do really like that. A a passion citrus. fruit. Kind of, oh. like, said, these
3: layers of both wheat and oats to make it like both sort of full bodied malt, mm. but give it give it a little bit more variety. Like, I've had a very oaty, like, the last beer I have that I think had this kind of mouthfeel was mostly oats, and it, it all lent into the same thing to the taste. I think by having several malts that are sort of thickening in that sense, it's giving it more dynamic, dynamic taste. Yeah, really excellent
4: yeah
3: and like packed with flavor and yet like I'm going to go back to what I said last episode uh, but there's a delicateness right like it's it's like I think what, whenever I use that term I realize I, what I mean is there's stuff going on but it's not in your face sure and like yeah. there's so much going on there's so much to explore but actually if I just want to tune out this it's going to be fine like I'm not going to be distracted by it but also like tune out of it because there's all these flavors that are at right, the right level. Mm-hmm. So a terrific mouthfeel and and that sweetness that orcit's sweetness especially like really draws you back to being like oh yeah, what is going on? So even if I try to tune out, like yeah. the flavors are definitely that nuance is definitely pulling me back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll echo what uh, Lucy said, which is just like yeah, I can see why they haven't changed this for five years.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's like a throwback. Like it's like you with, like cloud water when they were doing all their yeah, twenty seventeen. What was
3: what was the summer of the juice bomb? I that was what twenty eighteen, twenty
0: nineteen. Think so. Think Ooh, um, yeah, it's got to be eighteen, maybe. What was the summer? Yeah, there cause... was the summer of sours, wasn't there? And then we had the <laughs> then we had the juice bomb summer. Everything is just measured by summers. What was the, yeah, this, so the it, summer it, of what I'm saying pain is last year? It was the summer an, of dippers yeah. the year before. You know,
3: <laughs> this is this is a nice throwback. While not feel like this gives me nostalgia for. It. The before times beers, mm-hmm. <laughs> while being very good, but it's like, oh yeah, I remember when like oh, there were a lot of this type of beer, I mean, like like you said, like the Cloudwater water dippers theory stuff. Mm-hmm. There was this era of dippers, and this is a lot of them were sort of more boisterous, and I like that this is the one that gives me nostalgia because it is like I said more, but it's still doing those things that we're seeing. You know the the Craft brewing scene has sort of moved away from, and it's good to. This is why this is one of those that moments like right. This is why some people don't like craft beers because they can't find their beer again. Like mm. oh, I really like that beer, it's Like ah, tough kids, so it has gone. Like yeah. this is why you know uh breweries taking a page and being like, man, no, no, we're going to bring that one back and not talking with it for five years. It's actually like really remarkable. Yeah, it's got
1: a nice. This, this
2: was definitely piney... this
3: was a. Sorry, to
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I was just going to say it's that it's definitely that that throwback to a time when, especially in the UK, people were hunting for for the beers, the certain beers. You know, we mentioned oh. the Cloudwater series. Obviously, everyone was hunting for that. I remember. I think I'm pretty sure I worked at a bottle shop when this when Putty first came out.
4: Mm.
2: And same thing, people coming in and being like, "Have you got? Have you got Putty?" <laughs> you know, same the Cloudwater series. Like, "Have you got this?" And um, the the funny thing is, is that. When, uh, when Ben said that all oh, you guys were going to be drinking this, and I had about, I don't know, four days to try and find a can of putty <laughs> in, in London, and had to send out a tweet being like, everyone, please don't laugh at me. Um, I'm looking for putty. Where can I get putty? And, um, you mean, like there's a, you know,
1: there's a, arts and crafts store down around the road. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, aw, aw, silly putty. <laughs> the weird, the weirdest thing was, The place I actually um, ended up getting it was in Loughton in Essex, um, a place called New Breed Bottle Shop. And I spent a lot of my teens there. So like Mm. the fact that there's this bottle shop somewhere where I spent like uh, my teens there and and suddenly there's a bottle shop there and that's where Putty is. And I had to do the journey to go in uh, the the Odyssey, the Odyssey to find Putty.
1: yeah real, and that's true program. dedication
0: yeah and it's, it's, it, it's a good it's a good point to sort of jump into like the idea of event bits right that that we kind of have lost a little bit of that you know the the the, the kind of going somewhere very specifically to go and find beers you know, rather than just being like oh, i'll just order them online or i'll just do, do x y or so mm. together you know actually having to physically be like right i've got to jump on the train or the bus I'm going to this one very specific place, which is the only place that's getting like three cases in. So I've also got to be there by like Friday afternoon at three o'clock when it opens before every other motherfucker that wants, you know, <laughs> ten of them rather than just buying one that I want. So it, it, it I feel like we've kind of, and I don't know why, don't know why we've lost I, I, this kind of event idea around being... I don't know. I think it's because I mean, the, the, the
1: speed at which these breweries release new things—like if you miss one, there's going to be something else
4: around the place, mm. you
1: know? Um Like you know, stalwart institutions like Pussy at this point is—you know—that they're, they're they're not as common, I guess. But also, we're not the rabid, as kind of beer fan. I'm sure there are absolutely people who will, you know go to the lens to, to procure some special beer. Like I remember being on the Dea Daya, Daya, Daya mm, Beast mm. hunt. Um before they they really, you know, um, expanded their well, when they actually got a canning line and expanded their distribution. So but but yeah, I, I uh, sometimes you like miss those days but then you're just like mm. Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that they're more <laughs> Widely available. Thank God, as it able to drive to Cheltenham again.
0: Because uh, <laughs> they've only decided they're going to like one, one beer. That's it. Just one can <laughs> yeah. of one beer, and you to be nope. really the first one here to get it.
3: Yep. Good times. I mean, COVID hasn't helped, obviously. True. Uh, like, but I do think craft is sort of widened to the point where it doesn't well, there's enough people and access, why would you want to just sell it out of one door? Sure. <laughs> um, and because everyone on their dog had to figure out how to move product via the post or something, right? In the past two years, then it's like, okay, well then now my scope is here because the only way I survive, especially bottle shops, right? A lot of bottles, like like uh, our friends over at Bottles and Books, still have their online shop, obviously. Mm-hmm. But for a while, they they were shipping all over the country uh, when they used to be quite a local thing because Gloucester Road in Bristol was enough, and then it stopped being so. But so then, they, even if you end up being like you take three of you know take all of my product, they're still going to sell it across the way. Yeah. But also, so like I think we've just gotten to the point that, uh, and also I think a lot of people refound craft in the pandemic. Right? You're bored at home, and you're like, uh, no, I don't want to just have another same day with the same shitty beer. At least I'll have the different beer. <clears throat> um, and so I think, I think we just hit. Yeah, the, the scene has evolved. A bit. I think there will be once some new version of, like, Event festival beers because that's like craft beer is about like the, the experience and, and not being easily replicated, right? We're not just turning out the same thing, but for now, I think we're gonna not. I think we're in this point of like, okay, so people are just coming to grips with what does the new normal look like? Then we can figure out how we can like <clears throat> do those unique things.
4: Mm. And putty
3: is a good example, it's just a time release thing. So it feels like an event, even though it's literally an old beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Tom, I to- imagine you can speak a little bit more to this, uh, but it, it does feel like m- maybe we're moving more into a you know a, a space where people will brew a specific beer for a festival, rather than maybe taking some time out of their you know regular kind of like brewing schedule. They're like, right, we're going to this festival. We'll absolutely make a beer. Kind of for this festival instead.
2: Yeah, I think I think it links. It does link back to always original party as well, where you know there's there's a little bit of that scarcity and and you know finding the golden ticket, if you like, of being able to to get the can. And as as said, you know what what COVID has also done is you don't want to be a business that has scarcity in their product. You want to have ready availability so that people can go on your site and order X beers. So you almost don't want to have the, the event so much heavily on, on that because you just want people to buy your beers. You know, brewers have really struggled during yeah. COVID. So, you know, you obviously you're going to brew special beers, but you're going to hope that that's one beer within a pack that someone buys. But then, yeah, what festivals have done is you've got the opportunity for breweries to be like, right, here's, here's our crowd. Here are the people that, that love, love us, love our beers. And it's almost like giving something back and being able to, to have that fun element back as well. And that's what we see a lot. We, you know, when I'm at, when I'm at one of our festivals and you're walking around, the amount of time someone's like, Tom, Tom, come here. You've got to try this, this beer we've just made for the festival and things like that. And it's, you know, you, you, you just see the excitement back in in their lives because you, you, you've got to remember, you know, most people that work for breweries or are, are into beer, you know, it, it must have started as a hobby at one stage and they, mm. they would have had mm. all that excitement of, of finding finding putty somewhere, or finding and hunting down certain beers. So, you know, it's definitely that um, that excitement back when when these uh, these special beers are brewed at festivals. Mm,
0: absolutely, I, I don't know whether it's a kind of a a, a space where we will see um, kind of like more of that now like kind of having worked in the in the festival space for uh, a while do you find more breweries are open to then saying right we've got a festival coming up let's just go wild on one but you know we'll, we'll, we'll showcase a couple of normal beers that we kind of have but let's make one beer like how how is that now versus say a few years ago when people would just be like right we just need to get our name out there let's just put the three beers that we're really solidly consistent on let's take those whereas now everyone's just like now let's just go fucking wild and just take whatever we want
2: yeah it's funny because it this reminds me of our our raise the bar competition that we do where Mm. there's young breweries um, and have to be two or under to apply and often when we message them and they say like you know what beer should we send in and we always say you know Send us the beers that, that show off what you do. And you know, what, what we're trying to say is don't just send us these crazy beers with lactose and whatever the mm. adjuncts in it just because you think, you know, that's what everyone wants because we want to see how well you can make a beer. So, you know, there, there is a lot of time when we speak to brewers and we're like, they they're kind of taking us their beer list and we're like, Please bring some normal beers, bring some (laughs) sessionable beers, you know, especially it's mainly summer events. So, you know, if you, if you end up with one session and there's like all 13% stouts and everyone's in, in the sun, you're like it, you know, there are going to be people that want that, obviously. But what you also want is to, is to understand the environment in which you're, you're going to be um, sharing your beers with, with the customers as well. So yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone loves bringing their crazy stuff um i don't blame them you know it's there's always conversation pieces you know Mm. for for people that are new to craft beer you know we we, we've definitely seen an uptake of of people that are very new to craft beer you know it's a it's an expanding industry you know you can get craft beer in every supermarket now so everyone has access to it but it also then opens doors to those people to then check out things like beer festivals and we have seen that we've seen an increase of people who've come to the festival for the first time. So, when you're at a festival, suddenly you get to, you know, if you if you think of probably our, all our journeys in craft beer, you have you you go through that crazy beer stage. You just you know, as soon as you see something, it's. I think for me, for example, it was Stay Puffed, Tiny Rebel. Mm. I was like, what is this? What mm. the marshmallow and everything? You just couldn't believe it was a beer. See, so, you know, there's, oh. there's people that are new to beer that. Are still going through that that crazy beer stage, so you know calling it a a crazy name and having all those adjuncts and as well, it does bring people over and start those conversations and you know you you can then still sell them your you know session i p a or or whatever, but you know they they come to you also for for some of that crazy stuff as well so there's a real balancing act i reckon to for breweries to to get that right and it's it's a hard line to to get right, I
0: think to balance, and mm. it's it, it's almost become a little bit more, maybe not kind of like mainstream as well, but we've seen kind of some breweries, uh, I suppose, lean into it a little bit as well. Like you imagine, like Northern Monk, and their like patrons' projects, <laughs> right? Each of those beers is kind of like an event beer. It's something that they could have brewed and then been like, you know, like one beer every three months, and just been like, right. We're only making a limited amount of these. Absolutely. This is the kind of the the time and place that you need to sort of pick them up. But they've got to a point where they have been able to scale it in a way where they're like, now this is just something we want to do now. You know, a new, a new line almost of different beers that we're going to put out. We want to work with lots of different people. We want to do this kind of thing. So it's sort of become (laughs) like, mainstream popped into my head but it's not mainstream but it kind of is within the craft beer world almost that it's almost a a given that you're like cool breweries are just going to be putting out you know big new beers sort of all of the time and maybe there's not quite that uh, um i suppose maybe hype around sort of every kind of release these days
2: I mean, there's, there's certain beers, if you think about that you absolutely love that aren't kind of as hyped anymore. Say, you know, Lucy mentioned Daya, you know, steady rolling man, for example. That's a beer that no matter where you see on, if it was on tap, you, you're going to drink it. Yeah. Same with Colonel Table Beer. You know, there's, there's, there's a long list of beers that, that don't have the hype around them, but are always beers you're going to return to. Mm. Um,
0: Agreed It's, I suppose it's just a changing an ever changing evolving scene isn't it and everyone is just sort of like adapting to kind of you know whatever they want it to be essentially in terms of you know the, the, the brewers themselves kind of they can just put themselves out there and be like right this is our business model now this is what we do these are the kind of beers that we put out we can kind of put one special thing out every now and again perhaps
3: and so, this is reminds me of how, uh, so in North America, we had the microbrewery, in the early 2000s, and craft wasn't really a thing here at the time. So, when craft exploded on both sides of the pond, it was craft brewery and it was about this churn of new stuff, right? Um, and I feel like, especially with the pandemic, we're fine and like the, the like accessibility of beers from these brewers in supermarkets and stuff. That necessitates regularity, and it really does remind me of like the fact that like in Calgary, you can get Big Rock and Wild Rose beers in almost any like get them in in any liquor store. You can get them um, on tap in a bunch of pubs because they're the local microbrewer. So the people who didn't want the big national international brands would would have these, but they sometimes had a seasonal change. Uh, in like the certain pubs would carry the the seasonal beer, but they had a very regular, um, table of of beers. They just were a small brewery which made the same beers regularly, and then because they were small, they could do the odd extra thing. You know, I feel like we're starting to see uh the more established craft brewers um who have made these deals and who have who are just have enough reach people are like i really like that beer it's like okay well i'll just make that beer and it's like the they came at it from the completely opposite direction but we've sort of they're settling in the same space which is when you get big enough and you have enough reach, people want that regularity the average person mm-hmm. isn't like us. so it's the balance of but because they came from the craft brew circuit they're they're still going to be churning out all kinds of interesting beers but like you know they'll be the one setup which is just turning out like you know they're all expand and then will just have here's the thing that always makes the thing we sell in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. And then this other our other half of the brewery will be doing all the other stuff. You know, like and we're just gonna see that's part of the evolution which is just sort of an inevitability of the success of craft, right? It's like well, if you make a deal with a supermarket you have to be able to supply them. Mm-hmm. And the supermarket's yep. not gonna buy your random new thing. Sure. <laughs>
0: No, go for it. <laughs> no, who go on, yeah, go, go, for go for it, Tom. Go. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: I was just gonna, say, yeah, just add that. I mean, like it, it, it's definitely that that everyone's on a different journey in craft beer, aren't they? And as the deal said, like people aren't on the same journey as we are. You know, mm. we've been on this for a while now, and yes, breweries still have to cater to us who have, you know, helped build them up from the start, and you know, have. Have bought all the crazy beers, all the bad beers as well. But now, you know, there's, there's a whole audience out there that have no idea about it still. And I think when you're in the craft beer bubble, you, you forget about that. You forget mm. about we are such a small percentage of drinkers compared to everyone who's just a beer drinker or people who don't have an Instagram account that is all about beer or, you know, is on untapped. There's people that just drink beer and, and don't post about it or. They just, they just enjoy it and they go and buy it. So when you see someone like North at, uh, in the supermarket, you're like, yeah, of course they are. They, they're reaching a, uh, they're reaching some at like, a totally different journey of their craft beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. experience. I yeah.
1: Picked up one of those cans yesterday. Um, North Brewing and it might be a collaboration one. I can't remember. Black can. I'm interested to try that. I was like, oh, North. Okay, now they've seen you before. In- oh, pick that up.
0: They've been in North again, they've been in Morrison's for, for a little while. Oh, have they? But it's okay. it's interesting again how the breweries not necessarily shift but how they kind of change in like their capacity perhaps because I've seen North and they constantly put beers out in Morrison's haven't seen them in the bottle shop for a little while. So I don't know again with them, whether they've kind of not necessarily shifted to make sure that they're hitting their kind of like quotas for supermarkets. And that's maybe had a hit on the other bit. <clears throat> it may just be that the bottle shops I'm frequenting have gone, you're in the supermarket now. So we're not going to carry you anymore or, you know, you know, there's this thing in beer, but, um, you know, we kind of then come to someone like Vault City who, yes, they've started putting out kind of like supermarket beers. But like almost every beer they put out is kind of like an event beer. You know, When we had Andy on, they were talking about the idea that they don't really rebrew beers. And if they do, it's always kind of got a twist on it. It might be like two beers combining or they've decided to throw this in instead with that.
3: I was just saying, although part of that is they're a bit younger, Mm. they have had what's interesting in that call in that conversation, there were a couple of bears like, Oh yeah, we're, we've done it. We've done a couple runs of that. We might do another one. Cause people really like it. And like that's the, that's, that's, that's like the big, the beginning of that balance yeah. of keeping your customers happy slash doing the thing. And I think that's sort of, it seems like I can't remember all the words uh, that we said in that interview, but it did seem like that was one of the things that it seemed like they could do, which is why they're, most popular beer, having it in the supermarket, like oh, this is a way we can sort of do both, right? We can keep making that beer that everyone wants, while and like they also like adjusted their margins for other things. Despite the mm-hmm. that it makes sense to be good to the bottle shops that have been carrying them and their customer base, because what they were trying to do is not only broaden their scope and have this lucrative deal that would allow them to succeed under capitalism, but also give this specific thing that people seem to want more e- easily and more, there's just going to be more cans of that or bottles of that, I should say um, in the wild via them leveraging just that one recipe over in the corner for the supermarket.
0: Sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, good. It's uh hopefully we, you know, maybe just see not more, uh, uh, kind of hype's the wrong word. We don't want to see like hype around beers, right? Because nothing will ever live up to the hype that has kind of been extended around just the way things are. Nothing is ever yeah. like that. You know, the amount of reviews I've seen of putty and everyone's like, yeah, it's all right. You know, like, <laughs> yes, because you've built it up so much yeah. that it's never going to meet those expectations. And, like, It'd
1: be know. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. It'd be nice just to have that hype grow organically. Not like, okay, this brewery we all know is putting out this beer that we all know it's been around since 2017. Just like, yeah, through word of mouth. Oh, have you heard about this beer from this brewery or this new brewery coming up? And just, yeah, that being hype grow organically. That would be nice. Yeah. Who knows with, you know, crazy beer nerds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <We all are. laughs> but I suppose in a way, it's kind of what uh, like we are beer has done with the um kind of those up and coming breweries, you know, like we'd had a couple of like mothership beers beforehand, But I know that mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was last year or whether it was the year before when stuff kind of did happen, but didn't happen um, that they were kind of suddenly like there as part of this like rising star kind of like class that was sort of uh, oh, yeah. showcased. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of one of those like, yes, we 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 really enjoy what you're doing. We want to put you out to this like wider kind of audience again, not to hype people, but to just put them on the radar, <laughs> sort of thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, Fault Fault City is a is a great example because they were one of our Raise the Bar winners. They were a really young brewery. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like- mm. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know. They just blew us away, with these, these stout, uh, these stouts, these sours. Mm. We were just like, I was like, wait, wow, wait, they like, do no stouts? <laughs> I mean, they do do stouts as well. Um, but you know, we, we always joke about how, um, you know, Vault City came to our festivals and, you know, we have trade days and, you know, people from Tesco's and Morrison buyers come along. So we do joke about, you know, oh, we, we got Vault City into, into Tesco because <laughs> of the festival, yeah, but when's the check? You know, they're, <laughs> 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 yeah but you know it is um it, it's part of why we, why we do raise the bar is because there needs to be a spotlight on these younger breweries i mean last year was um pastore for example mm. talking about another sour winner mm. you know um th- those guys, to like, visit their no- none of us knew who they were um when when the beer was sent for the race of our competition but i remember every festival i was going to them to find out what what beer they have made and what they were bringing because it was just it was just all so delicious and yeah I love their you know, this just is...
1: like their normal house saison like their standard one I love that it's like great beer but yeah I'm planning to visit them this year
2: yeah I mean <laughs> uh, you know look at all the collaborations they've done now as well and you know they're they're, they're really out there and um mm-hmm. That's what we love to see. I mean, once again, I'm not saying we're taking credit for it, but you know, it, it's, it's great that there's, um, a brewery that none of us knew about and then have come to the festivals and, you know, considering, you know, you still got Verdant and Deir and things of like that, some people still going back to a story that are brand new to them. They've never heard of them mm-hmm. because they want to see, they want to see what their beers are like. So it's, um, yeah, raise the bar has been a real, really important thing for us to, to try and champion younger yeah. brews and just kind of have those smaller guys sit alongside some of those bigger names
0: yeah absolutely and it, it, again it kind of almost adds to the idea that it's not an event beer it's kind of not a festival beer but this might be a smaller brewery which you can't get everywhere which doesn't have national distribution so this is the place to currently get them and yeah. that's why I, I think, you know, like festivals are incredibly important in the, in the scene, which kind of, I suppose in one way feels a little bit lost <laughs> over the last couple of years because no one's been allowed to go outside. Um, but it's, it's kind of, I suppose, something which like, I'm I, like itching, I'm itching to go to a beer festival. Haven't, we haven't, I haven't been to mm-hmm. one in like, what, two years now, eighteen months, something same. like that now.
4: Yeah, and it's just yeah. like
0: I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to go to just chat <laughs> to every random stranger about beer that I possibly can. <laughs> Good. One we one. we were saying <laughs> we say at the
2: festival, it's um it's about discovery and celebration. So it is really bringing those two things together, you know. Yeah. As you say, you you miss talking to everyone. That's one of the things I love at the festivals. You just You know, no, I'm walking around drinking the beers like, like everyone else is. And you just start up conversations with random people. They don't know I work for the company. They don't know, uh, you know, my my links to it. And we're just, we're just there just geeking over beer. It's, it's lovely. Mm. And everyone's just discovering all this great stuff to to drink. And we're all just celebrating that, that moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, and to kind of link it then to, um, back to the podcast. Tom, uh, um, you and I did an episode together, which I uh, thank you we very did. much for having me uh, on. But we, we talked a little bit about the Cloudwater Dippers, um, not to spoil it too much for, for everyone, but you can obviously go to when that episode releases uh, Game Over Beer to
2: If, if I release it. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, just shrink behind my microphone
0: um but uh, like it's in, you know incredibly important as we've been talking about um you know those event beers uh, on that like on the craft beer journey fighting for, for 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 all of us essentially as it has kind of been um over the years um d- does that kind of i suppose to again to bring it back to the podcast do people kind of touch on that very much during it? Is it kind of, you know, everyone sort of talks about their own sort of beer journey. And I imagine there's lots of people that go, this was like one of the first beers that I really yep. ever kind of got into. Um Does it touch much on event beers and things like that? I think make- the,
2: <laughs> it's just you. No, <laughs> it, it, it. I think everyone I mean you've got to imagine when you're asking someone to pick three beers and then, you know, you're asking them to, to try and find some meaning behind it as well. You know, you the first beer you have is, is always gonna you're always gonna think back to that and try and think what that was. And then you do start to, you might think about your favourite brewery and try and pick a beer there. And then there's a there's an element there where you're like, right, what what are moments in in my beer journey where something really stood out? And then that I think is—it's it's almost not event beers in the sense of for, for everyone, but it's event beers for for that individual. Mm. So right, your you know yours Ben just so happened to uh, to be both. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know there's there are, there are these moments and we all have them. There's there's one beer that kind of you know the light bulb turns on and that's uh, intentional for Verdant Light Bulb. <laughs> um, <laughs> That uh, you know that there there are moments where people try beer and they're like right i I get it this is this is what I like, this is what I don't like it's hot uh, this is what I'm gonna seek <laughs> out <laughs> it's hot <hops>. to <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that there there are definitely event beers in terms of the grander scheme of, of what people have everyone's uh, searching for, but then also yeah, these moments where a beer has just really opened up people's eyes
4: mm.
0: right. And does that kind of come across as well in, and do you see parallels between kind of like beers and games as well? You know, obviously you've got people on talking passionately about both kinds of things, but do they talk in a similar kind of way about both sorts of things?
2: Yeah, it's really weird because obviously I came up with the format, but everyone seemed to have kind of mirrored. So it's like you go back to the first beer and then in your mind, you're like, well, What was the first game I played Mm. or, you know, what game did I play when I was younger? And then you start thinking about, right, what, what franchise of games do I really enjoy and want to talk about? And then again, you try and think of that, that, that moment that really captured you and, or you, you had an experience and, and it sticked with, it it stuck with you. And you know, it's quite easy then to, to talk about because if you, if you're trying to remember what, what game really, um, you know, created so much emotion, you know, obviously you remember it for a reason and then you're able to talk about it. I mean, you know, me just thinking then, like, right, if someone said to me, what what game, you know, one of them possibly would be Metal the Metal Gear franchise and it might be I think it's in Snake Eater when you're climbing up the ladder and it's playing the song. You know, mm, yeah just a moment like moment like that, I, I just remember like, wow, yeah, that's that's something I've just remembered now and I remember, you know, f- feeling a lot of emotions playing that and the passion about that game. So there's a real parallel between what beers people are picking and then, and then, yeah, also what games they're picking. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, I suppose for you, it's just nice to kind of kick back and sort of just listen to people tell their stories about all these things, just to, just to be able to absorb it in a way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's that, it's that shared thing as well. I feel, I've mentioned to a lot of people like, you have never got someone say, do you like films? Do you like music? It's like an obvious thing that that everyone likes films and music. But when it comes to playing video games, even though the industry is huge, you still don't know if someone play, yeah. mm. plays games. So what I've enjoyed is is having all these different people that, when I first announced I was doing a podcast, message in and be like, oh my God, these are my two favourite things I'd love to be on. And these are people that I might have known in the industry for a while, and I had no idea they played video games. Yeah. So, it gives me a chance to learn a lot about, a lot more about them. And because of the format, and because of how people do kind of go back to that nostalgia element as well, you do get a lot of links to you know how they felt when they were a kid, or or uh-huh. you know maybe parts of their upbringing and things like that. And it it just adds another dimension of how you might see certain people. So, you know. Johnny Garrett's a perfect example where, you know, he does the craft beer channel. He's on YouTube, does all these videos. And then in the first episode, he's talking about Ultima Online. And you're like, I've never heard of that. And like, you know, it's this kind of like really niche game that I, I assume. Um, and then you know, he, when he was, he was really, he was really young playing it. And like, you're just learning this, this new, new stuff about, about someone that you've, you know, you've worked with there. A very long time, so it's that—that's the element I've—I've I've really enjoyed. Just the, I say, the storytelling and just um, those different, those different sides of
3: people.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. completely. And I, I, gone on. I'm sorry.
3: Oh no, I was just saying that makes sense. Like it's it, this weird thing about, I think partly not to go on a tangent, but the notion of being a gamer is not the same as saying, "Hey, I play video games." You don't. Most mm. people. For various reasons we won't get into, don't self identify that way, even if they like playing games, or especially because they like playing games. Um, and because of that, we just, it's a, it's a bigger industry than film. It makes more money. Most people, like, we're brunch um, fiddle eggs. And, like, that means that more people play video games that don't, because the people who are younger than us definitely grew up playing some sort of game. If you grew up with a cell phone, Played it. Oh my god! On mobile, you've uh, play you 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 you've like played snake. games, but we don't. It's almost like a foregone conclusion with people younger than us, so it's not a thing to say. Mm. And then people older than us, it's still got a weird taboo. So because of that, it's just not talked about. Mm. And yeah. so it, yeah, it's just this weird the space where it's like, really, what we should be saying is like, hey, what game really got you at some point in your life? Unless like, unless you're of a certain age, you probably got hooked. Played, experienced the game of some sort, and we always and like, you could ask anyone and they'd be like, oh yeah, this him, that's a mm, game I yeah. played. But I'm not a gamer. I don't like any video games. But I played that all the time in my youth. This is what I say. This is like, I I you know I I live in the Bristol comedy scene a bit, and there are people in their mid twenties, uh, you know, young female comedians who have the general vibe, and you wouldn't talk, think gamer. But they've got a bit about playing The Sims because, of course, they do. They're 23, 25. The Sims was hit them in the right point in time. And, of course, they had a computer because they had to do schoolwork. And, like, these things that we haven't sort of caught up in the discourse of, like, uh, yeah, you have definitely played a game. You Tell me about the game rather than the like games, right? I think that's what I like about your podcast being Name Three Games rather than, mm-hmm. hey, you're a gamer, what's up, right? Because yeah. it's like, oh, you can find three games, like, because mm-hmm. everyone can, because everyone's played three games.
2: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there are lots of people that have, I've seen, might, they might have posted that they've you know, played a, a, a new game, and I'd approach and be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this gaming and beer podcast, and like, oh, no, no, I'm not a gamer, or like, oh, no, you know, I rarely play games. And then, as you say, you say, like, well, can you pick three games, like yeah, obviously say I, I could pick three games, like there we go <laughs> you could you can chat about them, so it's um yeah it's it it's definitely um a good format to be able to, as you say, not just label everyone who comes on as a gamer because not everyone is the same way that you know i've I've got um we've got Sarah Wellock coming on who's um european senior p r manager for atlas and r g g studio. And she's the other way around where she's, she works in video games, but drinks craft beer. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the, the beers that she picks might not necessarily be as big or crafty as, as some other people come on, but then the games she picked are completely different. So you get that, you know, a, a different angle that way as well. Mm. So it's really interesting to see when you, when you just like flip that round to see what, what people are
0: picking. Yeah, it be, it'd, it'd be interesting as we get kind of, you know, hopefully into season three or season four, where suddenly you know it's expanded to that sort of sense where suddenly we're kind of thinking, well, there's thousands and thousands of games and there's thousands and thousands of beers <laughs> that you will get that like incredibly not like necessarily niche episode but someone will come on and for you, like talking to Johnny, um, you know, him talking about Ultima online. And I, when I listen to that, I'm like, he, you know, talking about the kind of the person that just murked him instantly. And, yeah. and just like, you know, he's just this newbie walking around this area. He's just killed instantly by a player, but then the uh, sort of a different player kind of gifting him, Uh, kind of in the game and helping him out and that's that's almost my exact same experience of Ultima Online when I played it for like six months and it's kind of that little bit of like connection that you can have over thousands of these (laughs) products that we get and I would imagine you know as Adam was saying kind of lots of people will have played things like The Sims uh, and stuff like that it'd be interesting to see if we get kind of those sorts of you know Discussions and stuff, where suddenly you've got someone on there like, "Yeah, The Sims is life. That's, that's, that's it. This is this is the thing that I have absolutely. My three games are The Sims, uh, The Sims Two, and The Sims Two uh, DLC Herbs, Do- and Sim- yeah. The Sims Herbs, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And they say, "Oh, I don't play video games. But I make uh, custom things in Sims Four, and basically a game dev." <laughs> I don't like
0: <laughs> completely. <laughs> completely, I'm. I'm, exactly. I'm a practicing architect just within the sins uh, because I have designed thousands and thousands of houses by using all of these cheats to just get unlimited money and do what I want with
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Garden though.
0: Nice, nice. I think it's 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 just a really interesting kind of like format. Absolutely. To, yeah, to, to, to really, really like. drill down into those kinds of uh, uh, things. And and again, not just with the games, with the beers as well, Uh, um, with kind of people saying sort of like, this is the beer that I would pick. And you're like, yes, that is an excellent beer. I I can absolutely see Mm -hmm. why you would Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, why you would pick that. And I can't remember, uh, uh, again, going back to Johnny's episode. um, I know it's Northern Hellas. It's not just Hellas, it's Northern Hellas from Don Zoco as well. And I think, again, it's a beer that we talked about (laughs) on here. That it's just mm. such a good beer. And you just yeah, sit there like,
1: great yes, yeah.
0: brilliant. But it, Made
1: uh, in Newcastle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but in the opposite way, someone can talk about being like, I haven't had that. Ooh. Uh, uh, okay, yes, as we've been talking about, maybe I can't get that beer, but I can get something very similar from the brewery that they are kind of talking about. It's nice to have that massive range. To then kind of you know just use it almost as a catalogue of things I must now play and drink <laughs> for the next six months.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Considering I don't have a lot of time to play all these games, and <laughs> I work in beer festivals, so I might already uh, have too much choice in that that range. Mm. I probably pick the uh, yeah. I pretty i have started this, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just live vicariously through everyone that comes on and talks about, you know, game X. You're like, I'm never going to play this. It sounds interesting. And I absolutely <laughs> love the anecdote that you've said about it. Yeah. Um, to kind of finish, I know that there's um, uh, a little bit of a... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not angle. Um, it's something not as aggressive as that. But you're, you know, the, the conversations that you're kind of having with people are very much in a like positive light as well. You know, it, it, it is your kind of, you know, three games that you really enjoy, three of your favorite games, things that have really positively kind of impacted you, three beers that you're really passionate about that you kind of want to talk about. Uh, and just as a kind of, uh, kind of a summary of this, I know that you're kind of working in that sort of space with the podcast as well.
2: Yeah, it's, I, I think obviously working with Beer as well with this kind of discovery and celebration being very key to what we do, it was it just made perfect sense to me to to make this about celebration and just to mm. make this about people talking about things that they they love and or you know and and still love. So yeah, you know, it could be it could be very easy to go down a different route and say you know three beers you don't like or three games you don't like. But then, you know, to, to have that negativity side is it's is not something that I it's not why I'm doing this. Yeah. I yeah, you know, as I mentioned, like this is this is really for me to to be able to get back into beer and, and have that that passionate excitement about beer again and same with gaming, to be able to I mean I still have a massive backlog of games <laughs> to play and this is a good way of me noting down everything I've missed. So um you know, I mean You're saying saying it's speaking, totally selfish. 100% yeah I mean I would add I would add there's there's a um you know some conversations we have also link to uh mental health and and you know how how gaming has has helped people and that's that's also one of the reasons why I started this is because I during COVID I realized how much I was leaning on gaming to, to help get me through it from from a you know to to keep having good mental health and you know, it just happened to be Animal Crossing like everyone else to yeah. to help me get through it. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I started to realise actually that throughout my entire life gaming has probably been the crutch for keeping my mental health at, at a good level. Mm. Um or even even you know, I, I suffer from uh, depression anxiety and you know, there were times where I've I've really leant on that crutch to, to help me get through those moments. And, um, you know, it's, it's having those conversations with people and you start to realize, yeah, there's, there's a lot of us out there that have, have used gaming in in that way. You know, there's the same with, you know, there's a lot of negativity with games. So it's, it's good to have that positivity as well and show, um, how much of an impact gaming has had to people. So, um, mm-hmm. that's why I've also kind of another reason why I'm doing the podcast is, is to, is to raise money for mental health charities. And I'm kind of, um, at the end of the series, I'll be asking people to suggest mental health charities and, you know, hopefully we'll find some smaller mental health charities that, you know, the money could actually do uh a, a, a lot for, mm. you know, obviously if, if it, it you know, you've got the, the big ones like mind, obviously, but yeah, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to to actually see the money do, do something um in a, in a small community or something like that. So I'm going to open that up to to people to to help choose as well, and that will be done every season. So, um, nice. you know, there's there is that that other side of positivity through through that mental health element as well. Yeah.
0: Good, good, uh, perfect. It's a it's a, a a good place for us to uh, wrap up, I think, for this episode. Um, I think everyone's almost finished with their party as well, haven't they? I see some final sort of. Swigs going down in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, um, oh, Lucy, Lucy, savoring it, savoring, savoring it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I was
3: like, don't, don't criticize someone for uh,
0: no, absolutely taking
3: their time with a delicious beer.
0: It's, it's, it, it, it's one of the joys of beer, right? That we can sit here, and it's normally when we have like a thirteen percent stout that's just that little bit more rich that you kind of luxuriate over. But any beer doesn't matter be any beer you just sort of take your time with and enjoy uh, Lucy I'll come to you first as you're kind yeah. of still drinking it you got any sort of final thoughts on putty? uh
1: no it's amazing I mean that <laughs> is a final thought <laughs> you know thought. yeah uh, sweet piney got a slight little medicinal taste to it not hmm. overwhelming just immensely fruity it's, it's so well balanced. <laughs> And yeah, as we've spoken about, it's like a throwback to games not games, beers of your. Um Yeah. What, why is it only once a year?
4: Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: mm, Put it out every month. Mm. Yeah, this was this was a treat and thanks to Steve for sending me mine. I didn't have to go hunting for it. I didn't have to go to yeah. Essex. I didn't have to go <laughs> So yeah. But yeah, really, good. Yeah, really uh, good. absolutely.
0: Thank you to, to Stephen Points at Brew, uh, Points of Brew, for uh, securing a few cans uh, for us. Uh, Adel, uh have you got any final thoughts on pie?
3: Oh, it's great. Uh, I mean, I think we've settled enough taste wise. Mm-hmm. I would just say that by the end of the can, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting because um, sometimes your palate adjusts and you get more different things. And like this is also an era of beer. Now that I think about it, where it's just like, kind of what's on the tin, what's on the foretaste, what's on the initial taste is what you get, um, and and that's really, it's nostalgic because it's like, oh yeah, I remember, like, we podcasted the whole summer of these, where it's like, what do you want to say? Nothing. It's it, it nothing, nothing changed. I just appreciated it throughout the whole beer. That's kind of where I'm sitting. Like, oh, that's great. Um, I I know that. I'm Makes the heart grow fonder, etc. Um, and I'm not always going to be in mood for this, but like, I'm going to make a note on my Google Calendar because I'm an old. I'll be like, hey, this time next year, don't forget to look for Putty because I really yeah. liked and enjoyed this beer. Mm. And it is Fine. a, a one off on a yearly basis. I don't want to miss out next year. I like this
0: Yeah, good. Oh. Uh, uh, Tom, do you have anything to, to add to the Putty? Final chat
2: I mean it's, it's just all linking back to that throwback, and just, yeah, what was great drinking that is just having those memories of what I was like in twenty seventeen hunting down all those beers, mm. trying to drink every all those crazy beers and and you know when when I di- when dippers first kind of hit the u k and just being like thinking, oh, an i p a was full on hops, and then what double i p a what's this now um it's just so funny to look back and and think wow this someone's going to be drinking putty for the first time and that that being their first dipper now and just thinking obviously we've we've had years of this and it's just funny to see (laughs) that journey that that someone is going to be opening this and be like oh my god what is this this is crazy i need to i need to find more of these dippers
0: yeah absolutely um i i've got nothing to add on putty i think all i'll uh, uh, kind of say is um, you know Tom you and I talk about uh, the Cloudwater Double IPA series and I know Cloudwater are just putting out some new beers some seventh anniversary beers Cloudwater and Tanks oh, up no the nice. podcast are the same age which is, it seems absolutely <laughs> nuts uh, but that does seem we're not putting out anniversary beers Cloudwater be <laughs> Cloudwater are putting out anniversary beers so you know maybe take a look out for you know what they're what they're doing one of them's a dipper so we'll you know the potential to go and see what's going on in the world of cloud water I haven't had cloud water beer for some time I need I need to take up some mm. cloud water at the moment but dear listener viewer if you have any beers that you'd like to suggest to us event or not you can do so at Tanked Upcast cast on all of the socials I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is? Juicy
3: Luce 9. Adele is? the Omniar.
0: And Tom, how do people get hold of you?
2: They can find me at GameOverBeer.
0: Perfect. For everything else, go to outoflives.net. Uh, it's really helpful if you rate and review us on your podcast service of choice, or like and subscribe on your... Just YouTube in it. Yeah. For video. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got a monopoly. Who would have guessed? <laughs> um, but also whilst you're on your podcast service, um, go over to game over beer as well and give them a little listen. Um, are you on YouTube as well with game over beer or is it just podcasts at the moment? Just podcasts at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But I think there
2: is, there's going to be some live twitching, some charity twitching nice. as well. So yeah. Watch the space. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Uh, And uh, and as I say, for everything else, go to outoflives.net. They've been the beers, They've been the games. Tom, thank you very much for joining us for uh, a couple of episodes. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. We'll see everybody soon for this week. We've been tanked up.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: I am still here. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Good. We're glad
4: www.outoflives.net